In this episode of Lawyer Business Advantage, we speak with Yvette Santaea, managing attorney at Santaea Legal Group. Yvette's life experiences give her passion for her area of the law. That passion has powered the success of her marketing and business development efforts. Listen to her story and pick up some tips from a proven rainmaker. Coming up next on Lawyer Business Advantage. Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, your source for biz dev tips, wisdom, and inspiration. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik. We're unleashing your inner rainmaker in three, two, one. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Yvette Santaea, shareholder at Santaea Legal Group. Uh, Yvette is a fantastic estate planning and elder law attorney. Yvette, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alej. Thank you for having me. So glad you're able to join us as well. And, uh, you know, obviously you and I have known each other for a while, and I know all about your background and the success that you've had, but our listeners don't know. So maybe you could give us just a quick overview on what made you decide to open up your firm and what made you decide to focus on estate planning and elder care. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, I was corporate counsel for many years. And during that time, my mother got ill with Alzheimer's. So I had to leave my job and I took care of her. And after she passed, I realized that I wanted to have a change of direction and focus more on helping people instead of just making money for corporations. So I decided to uh, open up my own practice. I I started out on my own. And uh, then a colleague of mine, who I know for many years, uh, she joined me. And um, the practice slowly grew. We started doing social media. We started doing blogging. We started doing more things together to get a lot of exposure. Uh, we also hired a very, very good coach named Alay Yannick, <laughs> who really, really helped us. Actually, we helped each other a lot because we were both starting out. And that made quite a difference. Just working hard, networking, doing good work, following up with people, uh, communicating and contributing to the community just helped us grow. You know, the word gets out if you do a good job, people talk. I love what I do. I look forward to doing this every day. I, I wish I had started this when I was younger, but it's, it's just a fabulous area of the law. Probably going to continue doing this until I um, cannot do it anymore. <laughs> That's awesome, Yvette. And what is it that you really enjoy about practicing uh, estate planning and elder law? You know, uh, you know, of course, you make a decent living, but you're actually seeing the results of your labor. Um, people come to you with problems and you're able to help them solve these problems and you see the, the hope and the gratitude and the joy knowing that they that they expressed to me and that I see that and it just makes me feel like I accomplished something. So not only you know you're making a living, but you're also really helping somebody. When I used to be in corporate America, just doing contracts and negotiations, whereas you know, I'm actually dealing with people, I'm helping them, and it's very rewarding. And you do a fantastic job of it. Um, you know, a lot of the people that I've connected you with have said that you've done a fantastic job for them. And one of the things they really have appreciated about your approach is that you take a genuine interest in in your clients. And I believe that you know you've got a personal story around that and something that's uh, pretty near and dear to your heart. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners? Yeah, um, because of I started talking about my mom, and uh, she had Alzheimer's and. Unfortunately, she had to go into skilled nursing. I tried to take care of her. I hired people, but it just wasn't working. And I was a single mom at the time with two small children. 
and she needed specialized care. And in addition to that, she was highly medicated. So made the hard decision to put her in skilled nursing. During that time, I learned a lot about the elder care system, Medicare. I didn't know about Medi-Cal. I wish I had known about that because I would have been able to preserve her assets and mine, but also the importance of doing planning. She was a judge in New York City and she did not have an estate plan. And because she did not have an estate plan, when she got sick, I could not help her out. I, um, I had to do what's called in New York, a guardianship. And then when the judge finally allowed me to move her to California, I had to do a conservatorship. And I have to tell you that that was a lot of work, not a very pleasant experience, but that was the only way that I could help her out. Conservatorships are, are very expensive. And there's a reason for that. There's a lot of work involved, uh, court appearances. In addition to being a conservator and going to court, you also have to prepare accountings. Uh, you have to make sure that the person has conserved is cared for, that they have everything they need. It's just, it's, just a, it's almost like a full-time job. So after she passed, um, I realized that I wasn't fulfilled being a corporate lawyer. And then, you know, I got into this field. So um, I, I'm very passionate about it. And I can relate to what people are going to when they, when they call me because I lived through it. And um, I feel that I can really give them bird's eye perspective because I actually have gone through that. And you know, it's such, it's such a fantastic story, Yvette, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. What you do is not easy. And in general, for all you listeners, I understand the practice of law is not easy. And to have such a passionate connection to what it is that you're doing makes it a little bit easier to get through the days that that aren't as easy, right? Get through some of those tough days because you really love what you do when you care deeply about your clients because you have yeah. a personal connection. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I get very personally involved in the cases and um, I'm quite an advocate in the court. I'm not a litigator, but I get very, very much involved because I feel very strongly about um, my clients' welfare and I enjoy doing it. And I know that's, that's fueled your success over the years. Uh, now that you've got your own firm as well, it's really interesting because you're one of those people who really does a lot of business development traditionally. And now that you have your own firm as a solo attorney, you know, how do you find the time for biz dev amongst everything else? You know, it's, I enjoy networking. And it's something as a sole proprietor, as a business owner, you have to do. I mean, just because I'm established, I've been doing this for a while, people know me, it's not enough to get new work or get, the, you know, meet people. You have to go out to network, uh, activities, social activities. I, I'm getting involved more in community affairs and, you know, just meet people. I'm part of an ombudsman board for Contra Costa. And um, it's also a passion of mine because it, it talks about regulating nursing homes. Mm -hmm. associated with what I do. So through that work, people know me. So it's just getting out there and getting involved, meeting people. And it's, I like it because I'm very social. So for me, it's fun. So I make sure that I, I get out and do something at least once a week. Very it's cool. something you have to do. And I try to blog as often as I can ah. website to keep my, web, my website relevant. So I, I would love to hear more about that. We're going to talk more about networking in, in a moment, but what are some of the other marketing tactics that you really uh, feel get results for you? I have a very robust web website. I have a service that when I post something, they post it to all the relevant social media plus all the relevant, relevant legal networking groups. 
they take care of all that. Um, I do a lot of, I try to do a lot of, of blogging. I'm going to start doing what we're doing now, podcasts. Um, I'm, I'm starting to do Wait, Instagram. Really? Yeah, I'm starting to do Instagram. I go to a meeting, I'll take a picture and then say I was at the meeting with LA. We were talking about XYZ and I have a, a staff of millennials who are not afraid of the technology and they're able to get this, post this for me quickly. And that, that's been really helpful. I've gotten a lot of feedback on that. So whatever is um, out there that's new and exciting, I, I will try. Uh, you know, you have to keep up with the technology and what's what's happening. And also, it's kind of fun to learn new things. So <laughs> just getting out there and talking to people and, you know, people know you. And uh, it's amazing. I got a referral from somebody I met through uh, the group Provisors. And I have a client who's in London. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, now I have another client in Mexico. I mean, now I'm going international. It, it's just amazing. Um, I also am focusing a lot on the Spanish community because I speak Spanish and I have an assistant who speaks very good Spanish. So we are getting a lot of referrals from attorneys who have clients who you know need help and do not speak very good English, but need someone who really understands Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I've opened up that market and I'm, I'm developing that. But it, it pays off. I mean, it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. You really have to work at it and be consistent. Uh, if you are, you're going to see results. Well, there was there was a lot of uh, different marketing tactics you're using there, and um, there was some awesome wisdom in addition to all of that. One of the things you mentioned was the blogging that you do and your website and how they distribute all your content. You know, there's a lot of uh, of internet, you know, digital marketing services for law firms and attorneys. Uh, I don't think much of a lot of those. It, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. It's one of the few services where you can spend, you know, 3000 a month for no guaranteed yeah. results for two years, you know? Yeah. It's kind of silly. Um, but you've done good results with it. So tell us a little bit about your experience there. Well, um, my website, I think it's relevant because I do the blogging. And a lot of the blogging I do is through a company called Avo. And um, they post throughout the social media world. And when you and I started out a few many years ago, um, they weren't that well known. So they grew like we grew. And now everybody knows if you're on Avo, you're cool. You're 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 somebody yeah. to be reckoned with. So that you know, I do a lot of they ask you questions. I got I give advice on on the website and it, it they it's spread to all the different social media sites. I also um I, I, I tried Google ads. I just didn't give it enough time but people tell me that it's worthwhile. So I'm thinking about trying that again. I'm going to see how that works. And then client, I get referrals from clients. As I said before, um, I, I asked them for testimonials, having testimonials posted on the website is is very helpful. So that you're just a whirlwind of energy. And (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to marketing, my gosh, you're always trying new things. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, but if there's one thing that you know you had to hang your hat on, it would probably be networking, right? Definitely. And so, like a personal approach, definitely networking. Well, what I love about your approach is your networking actually gets results, and you get results pretty quickly. Um, you and I are both in the Provisors Networking Organization, and they are really clear about setting expectations that look, it's going to be at least a year before you start getting referrals out of Provisors. And here you are in that organization for, you know, your first few months and people all over the place are saying they run into you here, they run into you there, you're getting referrals, you're giving referrals. My gosh, what do you think separates you from those attorneys who don't get results from networking? 
Well, like you said, we're both members of co-advisors. We're both group leaders. That means we're more involved in that organization. We go to social events. People see us. They see that we're involved. They see that we're active. They get to know us better. They, have, they do the troikas, the, the one-on-one with, where you have lunch or breakfast uh, with two other people. So you can do a deeper dive to learn more about the individual and their work. So it, we're out there just making sure people know us, not as a lawyer or as a, as a business coach, but as um, people. They, they see what kind of people we are. And I think that leads to the referrals. If they feel that, yeah, you have a, you're a good person, your person compassionate, you're knowledgeable, of course you're knowledgeable, you're a lawyer. Most lawyers are knowledgeable, but you know, they make that assumption. But the fact that they know you as a person, I think that's, to me, I think that's the secret sauce, but you have to be consistent and you have to keep doing it. And we're, you and I are very involved in provisors. We do a lot of stuff in provisors. And I think that's given us a lot of visibility and has really helped us tremendously in getting referrals. It definitely hasn't hurt. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> so one of the things that you've done in provisors is you've gotten involved. You're uh, a group leader associate. Uh, so you're helping out with one of the provisors groups and you're also running an attorney's affinity group, which is a, a bunch of attorneys in the same room. You're running that networking group and there's other estate planning attorneys in the room and many of them are very good at what they do. Right. Uh, how do you feel about you know networking with other estate planning attorneys that might be considered your competition? I, I don't see them as competition. I see them as colleagues and they give me a lot of referrals and I give them a lot of referrals. Um, there might be a client that I, I can't handle, I'm too busy, or else one of my colleagues is a better match for the client. Um, so I refer to my colleagues. They do the same. I do conservatorships. A lot of the attorneys don't do conservatorships, so, so they refer it to me. I have a case now where the client is so attached to me that they want me to become uh, the, the agent in their power of attorney. And legally, I can't do that myself. I'm very hesitant to do it, but it's such a compelling case, and the individual is pretty much on his own, and he really, really relies on me, so I'm making an exception. So I had to retain um, another excellent estate planner. We have a lot of great estate planning attorneys uh, to draft the paperwork for me or to draft the paperwork for my client. So I don't see them as competition. I see them as colleagues. I mean, there's plenty of work to go around. There's no reason for us to be at each other's throats, you know, fighting over a client. Um, we're also very collegial. I mean, if I have a question or something, I can go to one of my colleagues and they can come and ask me anytime. And we, we help each other build our business, but also to build the industry uh, and build the reputation of estate planners. So the more knowledge we have, the more powerful as a group we are, the more difference we can make helping our clients. You know, I hope all you listeners heard what Yvette had to say just now, because one of the big mistakes um, I encounter when I'm working with attorneys is they don't do enough networking with other attorneys because, you know, for different reasons. Um, but one of the concerns that they bring up is they're worried about networking with their competition. And you've heard from Yvette how it's really an asset, right? Uh, and, and as Yvette mentioned, even attorneys that do the same thing as you, there's a lot of potential there, both for collegiality as well as for, you know, exchanging referrals for different subspecialties. Right. And you know something, like I had to tell you, attorneys are one of my big sources of referrals. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, attorneys who do other different kind of law, I get a lot of referrals from them. And why do you think that is, Yvette? I, I'm hoping that they feel... One, number one, I, I'm very good at what I do, but number two, that they see how I am. I, I'm a very caring person. I really get 
maybe I get a little too much involved in my clients' cases, but I really am passionate about it, about them and about their work. Because um, I just hate seeing people suffer. I hate seeing injustice. And if I, if I know I can help them in some way, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I'm, I'm very, very involved in things. I think they see that passion. And I, I think that that's one of the reasons they refer people. To I mean, the, this guy from, who referred the thing from London, he's from a big law firm. And I'm like, yes, why did he come to me of all people? I mean, he knows tons of people. Well, that, that was just so flattering. I was really flattered. And the client in London is going through a hard time. She has a relative here. And I'm giving the client in London some peace of mind, knowing that <laughs> yeah. totally exposed because I'm watching over her. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and your caring really shines through. And something I've seen with most successful attorneys, and you really demonstrate this, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I'm going to use that on the website. Thank you, LA. You're welcome. I, I wish I had, I, I wish I had that. that. That's really good. It's not mine, but it is no, true, I, right? Yeah, it, it's perfect. It describes perfectly my philosophy. Yeah. And so you're doing a lot of networking. You're in, um, you know, we're in this provisors group together. You also mentioned there's some other things you do for networking. What are some of the other things you do to network? Uh, well, I told you about the ombudsman. I'm, I'm expanding my practice into cannabis law, so I'm getting involved in that and going to uh, attorney meetings, business meetings, expos and seminars. At the same time, though, you know, I talk to people and they learn I'm a state planner. Oh, I think I need help with that. So indirectly, I'm getting business from trying to open a new area of law. When I go for that, I'm getting new business from that. So that's, that's really rewarding. I mean, people see me in church or they have a relative or they have a friend of a friend of a friend. I mean, it's just from different sources. It's just people see me out there. I think, uh, you know, they know what I do. They know I'm passionate about it. And I think because I've been doing this for so long and consistently, I think word's gotten out. Yeah. And that, that's a great point too, for people that are getting involved in business development. You've said it a few times now, you have to do it consistently and you have to do it for the long term. So how consistently do you feel you have to do it? And, and what is kind of your time horizon for figuring out when you're going to be getting results? you know how long I've been doing this and you've seen the slow progression. And during that time, I realized it's not going to happen overnight. People have to trust you. They have to develop a relationship with you before they're going to hand over or refer business to you because it reflects on them as well. So they want to make sure they're referring it to somebody they can trust. So it, it took time. It took a lot of time to do it. And it's something, you know, I might be very successful and busy now, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop networking. I'm, I have to keep doing that until I retire. It doesn't mean I can rest on my laurels and, oh, you know, everybody's going to come run to me. Maybe I won't do as much, but you still have to be out there in the community. And I also like to do, hopefully one day, I like to help in the community, maybe do case here and there pro bono to help somebody. But it's something that it's part of my business. Part of doing a business is networking. That's how I see it. And no matter how busy you are, you always find time to network. So. Um, what is it about about that that makes it such a priority for you? Even when you're super busy, you're still going to find time to network. Why, why is that? Well, you know, honestly, I, I like doing it LA. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I like being around people. I like meeting new people and learning about people. So in a way, it's kind of fun. It's nice to get out of the office. Uh, but also, I, I, if I don't do it for a while, you can, I feel the difference. Because people forget about me or... Uh, yeah. Something's going on. I don't know. But when I'm, I'm consistently doing it, I, I, I see better results. Maybe, I don't know, 
there a correlation there? I, I think there is, but there is. Yeah. yeah, I really think there is. So I think that's part of the, the practice. It's part of doing business, part of my job. But also, I really like it. <laughs> yeah, you're good at it. That doesn't hurt either. Yeah, thanks. Um, but but activity begets results. So the more activity you put into it. Now, you may not be able to tie results directly to the activity, but you will get more results when you put in more activity yeah. in one. And then you also mentioned people forget. And now more than ever, people forget. And so much of the practice of law, it's an event-driven business. So right. when, there's a, there, when there's an event, when something happens, um, you need to be top of mind. And if you're not, someone else will be, and that other person is going to get the call. Right, and if people don't hear from you in a few weeks, um, a couple months, it's surprising. Oh yeah, they forget. <laughs> yeah, that's a big mistake. And you know, also, uh, you know, giving other people referrals, and even with not expecting anything back from them, but I've gotten triple back from them. You know, I, I when I refer someone to someone, I'm not looking for anything, you know, quid pro quo. I'm look, I'm just doing because I know that's the best person to do it. I feel comfortable. I know they're going to do a good job, but it comes back. It, it come, and then they tell their friends or their friends. It, it's just it's just amazing how it works. It's just it's relationships and you know, letting people know who you are and just getting out there. And I think also another thing is I have to say the website. I get a lot of work on the website, so I spend a lot of time and resources making sure that website is relevant and important because that I, I've gotten a lot of referrals from there. So for attorneys who are not getting results from their website, what advice would you give to them about that? I, I uh, hired somebody who knows how to write marketing because <laughs> I only write the legal lease. And what I wrote was boring. This person changed it completely. Can I name the person or is, is... Fine with me. Oh, Andy McClure from Provisors. Uh, okay. from he is just an, a genius of wordsmithing and he knows how to market and do public relations and he we, he wrote it in a way that people can relate to it they don't want to hear more legalese they want to know what i can do to help them that's what they want to hear they don't want to hear oh i do this 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 and i can provide that i mean that's boring he, he also makes it interesting put pictures in there that are, are fun and i'm hoping one day to do like a, a youtube thing i'm still working on it um you know making it relevant every day, just seeing what the technology is, what the trends are. And having millennials in the office helps a lot because they're up to date on all this technology stuff. Because I, to be honest with you, I don't understand Instagram, but it works. <laughs> but I don't really get it. it. seems to work. Fantastic. So you're really getting involved with a lot of new things. That is wonderful to hear. Um, you know, for attorneys that are just getting into business development or who are starting to take it seriously or more seriously, what advice would you give them? You know, I have to say the networking, going out, meeting people, website's important. But quite frankly, if I didn't have you, I don't think I could have done it. I mean, you opened my eyes up to a lot of different areas about areas that are important when you run your own business. I was not aware of. I mean, I, I'm good at practicing law, but setting up a business, I really didn't have a clue. My, my prior experience was in corporate America. I always worked for somebody and I, I did not realize what was involved. I don't think I could have gotten through it. And like at first I was skeptical, like what are the business coach going to tell me? You know, I know it all. You know, I had this arrogant attitude, but boy, was I humbled. And the advice you've given me and um, the practices that, you know, 
that I'm implementing from your advice is made a world of difference. I, I understand it better now. And I don't think, I think if you didn't help me or give me that advice, I don't think I, I could be successful. I write, I you used to tease me a lot because I didn't have my numbers. I, I know my numbers now. And I know why it's important now to know my numbers. I know my numbers like on the tip of my fingertips. That's, I, I understand now why it's so important. Yeah, because you know exactly how your practice is doing. You, you need to know that for, for cash flow reasons, for income reasons. You have to know what's on top of it. You have to understand who's, you know, your staff is productive and not where are you putting your marketing dollars? Are they being, you know, are they making money for you or are they wasting money? So I, I track when I have a referral or someone called, where you, you know, please tell me where you heard from me. And so I can, um, as a person, I'll send them a thank you note, a, a coffee uh, card. Or if it came through my website, then I know, okay, fine, the website's working. I, um, it's, it seems to be okay. But I, I had no clue how to run a business, especially a law practice. And that's, that's a special kind of business. And um, you really, really helped a lot. The billing, how to bill a client, I had no idea. I was just, oh, here, here you go, you know. Uh, that is like bread and butter. That's the heart of a business, for, at least for an attorney. Um, it's just everything in running a business. I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't have done it without you. And I'm not just saying that because I'm trying to butter you up with, with your podcast. But it's, the, <laughs> it's the absolute truth. I, I, I could not have done it. Um, I'm hoping once I get uh, the business settled to uh, have you engage you again because I want to, you know, refresh myself and get see what's going on and get up-to-date information. But uh, I, I would say get a good coach like Alay, um, especially if you're an attorney. Uh, get someone who really focused in that area and understands the practice and is keeping on the developments in that practice, which is what you do. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate all the compliments of that. That's, that's really, it's, I'm not, it's the truth. It really is. No, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I can't do anything though, unless the person executes and you've done a fantastic job of just putting in a ton of effort, a lot of energy, um, and just building a lot of positive momentum for yourself, which is really cool to see. <laughs> Thank you. Well, good, good ideas, you know, excellent ideas, and, and they work. If you yeah. apply them, it works. <laughs> and, and, you know, you had a lot of options, right? You, you came from corporate law. You certainly could have gone back there. You could have joined and could still join if you wanted to a larger law firm. But you enjoy being a solo and you enjoy being a part of a small firm. So what do you really enjoy about, um, about being a solo attorney? Uh, I enjoy running my business the way I want to run a business. I make the decisions on how I interact with the clients, how I treat my staff, how my staff works. I mean, having a good staff is important, but also how you treat them is very, very important, especially if you have good staff because they are critical to the operation of your business. So that, to me, that is super important and it's really paid off because my staff, they will jump 110% for me without me even asking because they, I make them part of the business and they feel relevant. The business, the planning, uh, doing the budgets, keeping on top of your numbers, the marketing, the networking, I, I, I control that because I do it the way I feel is best for me based on the knowledge and information I receive. And so it's either it's mine to win, to, to make a, a success, or it's mine to fail. But it's, it's my business. And I just love it. I always wanted to do it, but I never had the courage until after my son's finished college. And I, I just, I've never been happier. I'm, I'm, I'm just loving what I do. And I, I have control 
of what I do. That is wonderful to hear. And I've got a big old grin on my face. So, <laughs> <laughs> as, you're, as you're thinking about the future, the future is pretty bright for you. Um, what, it's, what really excites you about Santa Illegal uh, going forward? Well, um, opening up a new area of law, uh, cannabis law, which is pretty much an extension of what I did in corporate America in terms of licensing, contract review, government compliance. I've done that before. The only difference is the subject matter is different. So it's in a way going back to what I did before. And I I pretty much enjoyed that. Uh, And I think there's a future in that. So I I like to be involved in trends or in areas before they become trends and become very popular. I I just see cannabis growing tremendously. In terms of the, um, the estate planning, the elder law, it's an area that is necessary. I think it doesn't matter if you're wealthy or not wealthy. I think everybody needs some kind of estate plan because without some kind of legal documentation that allows someone to take care of you, if you can't take care of yourself, you're going to have to go through a conservatorship, which costs tons of money. And it's, it, you have the courts involved. And believe me, you don't want the courts involved in your life. You want to be in control of your life. You want to be in control of who is going to take care of you when you're not well or manage your money when you're not well. So I think people don't understand the importance of planning. I find it interesting when I left corporate America, I was still in touch with a lot of my colleagues. A lot of them didn't have estate plans. I didn't have an estate plan. I didn't think it was important until after I went through the, the, the trauma with my mother. Mm-hmm. And when after that, talking to, you know, I would go to reunions and they didn't have estate plans. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Everybody thinks lawyers should know all this stuff, but a lot of them don't even think of it. Yeah, people don't because they're so focused on on the here and now. I, I worked in um, in corporate in Silicon Valley for about 17 years. And when I uh, had my own business, that was the first time I heard about estate planning was when I actually yeah. had my own business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it was, I didn't realize the importance of it until if my mother had a power of attorney, which cost is what? Very minimal. We, I wouldn't have had to spend tens of thousands of dollars in getting a guardianship or conservatorship and having the court breathing down my neck every day of the year. I mean, every day and having to do these special accountings. And if I didn't do them right, I would be at risk of being in contempt of court. It's just, you don't want the court system in your life. That's why you might spend a little money now, but it'll save you a ton of money, and a ton of aggravation later on. So I think it's a matter of educating people. So I try to do, you know, public speaking where I can. When someone invites me, I'm happy to come and talk about estate planning or elder law, whatever topic interests them. It's just a lot of people aren't aware. And when you explain to them, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't realize the relevancy of that. Because I think they equate estate planning with death, and people don't like dealing with, with that. I think that's one of the reasons people shy away from it. Yeah, it's not the most pleasant subject in the world, certainly, to think about. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's not only for your death, it's also planning it if, when you're alive, if you're incapacitated and people are living much, much longer. So that's why you need to either get long-term care insurance or have an estate plan. If not, you're going to have to do Medi-Cal planning. And California has the most incredible Medi-Cal laws that make it possible for you to be able to pay a nursing home where you, you're charged anywhere on average from ten dollars to $15,000 a month. That's Twice the, the, the cost of a mortgage. It's just unbelievable. That could really bankrupt you. So it, it's just planning because if you don't plan, believe me, it, it does catch up with you, unfortunately. Y- Yvette, I love your passion. For- thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate um, all the insights you brought. Oh, thank you, Ali. Thank you so much for asking me. It was very enjoyable. And I, I like catching up with you and talking to you. It's it's always a pleasure. And that's, that's something that uh, 
shareholder Santa Ea Legal Services. Uh, she provides uh, estate planning, conservatorship, and elder law for California for clients in California and also now uh, throughout <laughs> the world. So congratulations on your success of that. And thank you again. And that's a wrap. To get more episodes, webinars, and free stuff, visit LawyerBusinessAdvantage.com. My name is Ale Yajnik. Thank you for listening. And remember, there is a rainmaker inside everyone, including you.